0: You're tuned into the Mid-Ten Listens Podcast hosted by Music.com, Supporting and empowering the independent music community online since 2011 Head on over to our website to find more music as well as to learn about our Indie Musicpreneurs Tribe where we share our library of tips and guides on business, entrepreneurship, productivity, social media, digital marketing, email marketing, websites, and much more You can also check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online now on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle You are listening to Them Howlin' Bones on Middle Tennessee Music. Mid10 Listens Podcast, Middletennesseemusic.com. Joshua Smotherman, we're here with another exclusive interview with an independent musician from somewhere in this great planet called Earth. Today, I got Joe Olnick, so we're going to jump into it. Hey, Joe, what's up? I hope everything's going good with you. Tell us where you're from and describe your style of music in your own words.
1: Hi there, uh, this is Joe Olnick. Um, first off, I'd like to thank Joshua and Middle Tennessee Music for having me here. It's very cool. As far as where I'm from, um, my father was in the military so we traveled around quite a bit when I was growing up. I was actually born in Oklahoma and traveled all around the U.S. and was in Europe for a few years before he finally retired here in Pennsylvania where I've lived for a while now. I live right outside of Harrisburg, the state capital, currently, although I have lived in the Philadelphia area as well. As far as what style of music I create, um, it usually tends to fall into two categories, I guess, of modern, original instrumental music, which is what I specialize in in the instrumental side. Uh, One side of it would be the ambient or experimental side, I guess some people would call it where I create a lot of soundscapes, I do a lot of looping Uh, these are the Joe Olnick solo ambient shows (laughs) that I uh, do from time to time Um, I've also done some art installations, some art exhibits, that sort of thing. Uh, The other side of it is more of a full band, groove based um, jamming sort of sound there's some elements of jazz, rock, and funk in there. Some A uh, lot of jam bands, classic rock bands, elements of that sort of thing are included in there. Uh, it's primarily to feature the guitar, of course. Uh, but that's those are the two major areas that my music tends to fall into.
0: What led you down this path of music, and what are a few of the things that motivate you to keep going?
1: Music's always been a huge part of my life ever since I can remember My very first memories are of listening to music. My mom would uh, stack up a bunch of vinyl on the record player while she was working around the house to keep me occupied and out of her hair. So my very first memories are listening to albums that she would put on, like The Ventures uh, or whatever was popular at the time. She was really big in instrumental music because it was kind of a safe thing for a kid to be listening to. Uh, She didn't have to worry about me you know, getting all the uh, bad stuff from rock and roll. (laughs) So uh, I was kind of always indoctrinated to keep an open mind to different types of music. Uh, So it's always been a huge part of my life. Um, I was very fortunate when I was very little. We happened to be living in Germany at the time, and I was actually able to go visit the house that Beethoven lived in when he created all of his classic compositions and everything that he's known for, and it was very inspiring to actually see the piano that he created all those classic, you know, uh, beautiful pieces of music on. Uh, I was very lucky in that respect, and um, growing up, uh, I played instruments in school. I eventually settled on the guitar. But I also had played uh, saxophone and trumpet and trombone and drums and bass and a bunch of things. I also became a DJ, part-time DJ in high school at a local radio station. And in college, I was a full-time DJ. And my first job out of college was working as a full-time engineer at a recording studio in Philadelphia it's no longer around it was called Music Factory but it was a tremendous experience uh, this is back in the days of real to real tape so it was an all analog so it was a you know traditional studio with a big board and everything. Um, so right then and there I guess you could say it was a huge part of my life. Um, after I moved back from Philadelphia, I bumped into some old friends and we started playing out occasionally. Uh, we did a lot of covers for a while, but, you know, the artist in me just had to come out and <laughs> had to do some original material. Uh, so I eventually put together my first release, which uh, which is called Up All Night. It did very well on the original old mp3.com website and um, was a, had a couple of songs from that site that had it ranked really highly. It was a, it was a big hit on that site. Um, even had a song picked up for a car commercial. So that was a great feeling, and that um, kind of wanted me to keep doing more of the original stuff. Um, What motivates me to stay the course and keep doing this is occasionally playing out live and getting that excitement and gratitude when folks say how much they like it. When you're playing and you can just feel the energy off of the crowd, and you can tell you're just blowing minds, you're doing something that people haven't seen or heard before, and it just it's a fantastic feeling. And I get emails from folks around the world uh, saying how much they like what I'm doing. I mean, to have somebody in, um, you know, uh, a Middle Eastern country or the Far East or France or uh, Canada or, you know, just down the street saying that they really like this stuff is really inspiring. I was also fortunate to meet some well-known musicians through a mutual friend a while ago, and that's been very inspiring. Um, What's amazing is how generous and kind some folks can be, and just by hanging out with them and seeing how they work when they're not in their 20s and 30s but are still doing very cool things is so inspiring. Um, Very lucky in that respect especially uh, folks who are into the same avant-garde improvisational jazz things that I am. And they also have wide taste in music is another thing I've noticed. Um, I was raised that all kinds of music can be either you know good or bad. And one of the things that my musical heroes like Brian Eno and Miles Davis, Nels Klein, those sort of folks, they always seem to keep changing things up and keep things interesting over long periods of time even when they still have a unique sound. Um, I think one definition of creativity I've heard is a process where different things are put together in new ways. And lately I've been trying to combine ambient and experimental improvisation with more traditional rock band or jam band sort of sounds, at least with the band stuff, and things like that where you're trying to combine things in a way that haven't been done before but do it in a way that people find accessible is a great challenge, it's kind of a lifelong challenge. And it seems with music and the arts, there's just a limitless world of possibilities that are always out there to be explored.
0: How is your new album different from your previous releases? Were you specifically trying to accomplish anything on this project?
1: Um, My latest album is called Defiant Grooves, and it's a break from the predominantly ambient or experimental albums that I had been putting out the previous year. In 2015, I actually put out three albums in one year. (laughs) So I had to take a short break after that. Um, But after doing that and taking a break, I decided I wanted to get back to a more traditional album with the full band sound and more of a groove-based sound, um, something that could be promoted maybe a little more easily. And it certainly has paid off in that respect. Um, That was one of the main accomplishments that I think I was able to get with this latest release was to come out with something that I think a lot of people are very surprised to hear how positive and happy and still have a bit of an edge to the music. Uh, something that was just different than the ambient, somewhat darker sound that I had previously.
0: What are some of the challenges you face as an independent musician in a technologically driven digital age and how does it help?
1: As an emerging artist and one specializing in original instrumental music that doesn't always fit neatly in defined genres, it can be a real challenge to get established and kind of cut through all the noise. Um, you know, technology's made it easier for us indie musicians to create stuff and publish it online, but same is true for everybody else. <laughs> so there's a lot more chatter and noise that you're trying to cut through when you're trying to get established. Um, the flip side of that is that there's a lot of tools out there to help you get the word out now that didn't exist before with social media, websites, Bandcamp, Sonic Bids. I mean, it's possible to put together an album at home, put together videos and spread the word, uh, which wasn't possible when I was starting out. And it's even gotten to the point where I've actually gotten offers to perform simply because of folks checking things out, which could not have happened before the uh, technology that we have today. I guess I have an advantage in that respect in that I have worked in professional audio for a few years before the digital technology came along and the Internet and all the collaborations and tools that we have now online. So I think one of the challenges for an indie musician nowadays is knowing how to learn all of the parts of the process of recording and editing and mixing and mastering. I mean, that's just a lifetime of, inf- of information that you just have to go out and make the mistakes and learn as you go along over the years. And once you know it, it b- makes it easier to actually get to the end goal faster than it used to be when I was starting out.
0: Where's the best place for us to connect with you online and keep up with the latest news, hear more of your music, especially since you have multiple albums, albums available?
1: www.joeolnick.com. That's J-O-E-O-L-N-I-C-K.com. And from there, you can find my Facebook uh, links, my YouTube links, SoundCloud, Um, I have some great video from the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia from a show earlier this month with my band where we got to uh, basically improvise for quite a while (laughs) and uh, work on some themes together, and it turned out very well. Some multi-camera video there. I think people will find that uh, really cool. You can also uh, find, of course, my links to iTunes and Amazon, um, Spotify, CD Baby, Bandcamp, all those sites where you'll find me uh, trying to get the music out there. Is there
0: anything else you want to add before we sign off? And again, thank you for your time, Joe. I really appreciate it.
1: Um, Again, I'd just like to thank uh, Joshua and everybody at Middle Tennessee Music for uh, checking out my stuff. I hope you'll check it out too, and hopefully I will see you soon uh, with my band or doing a solo ambient show. Uh, You know, it's very difficult, like I said, for us folks who are specializing in quirky original instrumental music that is a little out of the mainstream but uh, I think a lot of folks would agree that it's not a huge audience but the folks that are into this music are really into it (laughs) so I hear from the same folks sometimes over and over again Uh, Sometimes I'm trying to do something ambient and spacey. Other other times I'm trying to do something that's maybe not so atmospheric, but more just down to earth, trying to get across the feeling of, you know, getting home from work in a traffic jam or going for a walk somewhere or thinking about something. The communication of the moods and everything is what it's all about. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you soon.
0: Mid Ten Listens is sponsored by Unlimited Sounds Publishing and Distribution, LLC, an independent company based in Sacramento, California, specializing in publishing administration and digital distribution services for independent musicians. Find out more at www.ulsounds.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Mid-Ten Listens 5 at 5. If you want to show your support for this podcast as well as Middletennesseemusic.com, you can check out Joshua and Brett's book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, written by indie musicians for indie musicians who prefer a do-it-yourself approach. Now available from Middletennesseemusic.com, Amazon, Kindle, and coming to paperback very soon.